Presentation Skills for Design Students, Episode 37. Are you a design student or graduate who wants to succeed in the professional world? If so, keep listening. You are about to discover how to get noticed, land your dream job, and have a ridiculously successful career. It's all about being able to speak, present, and communicate like a boss. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, and I'm very thankful that you are spending some time with me today. If you are someone who wants to expand your network and make valuable connections that will be of huge help in your career, be sure to get your free copy of my networking cheat sheet. It's called 10 Steps to Networking Like a Pro. Now, connecting with people on LinkedIn is great, but nothing beats meeting someone face to face, believe me. This cheat sheet will give you simple ways to approach people, talk to them, get them interested in you, and it will show you how to follow up and to continue building that good relationship. This is all very important if you're serious about taking your career to the next level. So this cheat sheet is available free at designdrawspeak.com, but I have to say it is only free for a limited time. I'll actually start charging for it very soon. I'm going to beef it up and, and I will start charging for it. So be sure to grab it now while it's still free. So to download it, just go to designdrawspeak.com. Okay, so I am super excited about today's episode. Do you remember that stand-up video that I made for former comedian and uh, keynote speaker Judy Carter? Well, it worked and I have got her on the show today. She has learned a lot about being an effective communicator during her years as a successful stand-up comedian. And in this episode, she shares a ton of valuable tips for when you're in a job interview or when you're even just applying for a job. We also talk about simple ways that you can use humour to alleviate stress in a tense situation like a job interview. You can find the show notes for this episode at designdrawspeak.com slash 037. All right, so without further ado, let's get to the interview. Today, I am super excited to be speaking with the comedy goddess herself, Judy Carter. Judy is a speaking coach, author, and motivational humorist. Helping people find their unique message is one of her specialties, as is helping people de-stress and lighten up in the workplace through the use of humor, which is what we'll be talking about today. Now, I saw Judy speak when I was in New York City, and I discovered that she has an extremely sharp wit, a brilliant knack for keeping an audience engaged, and a firm belief that we should all embrace our defects. Judy Carter, thank you for joining me on the show today. Oh, boy, that is a tough intro to live up to. It's downhill from here. <laughs> because anybody, sharpest wit, brilliant humor, you know, the audience is now already thinking, not so sharp. Not so funny. <laughs> I know. It's the best one. To, it's like, here's the most boring, humor-impaired person in the world. And then, oh, no, they're funny. So, <gasps> that is a lot to live up to. Thank you so much, Christina. You're very welcome. For raising everybody's <laughs> expectations to um, undoable heights. Oh, well, look what you've done now. Well, uh, you're just going to have to live up to them, unfortunately. So um, uh, that's a, it's, it's early morning for you right now, isn't it, in L.A.? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm getting all hyped up on coffee as we speak. <laughs> right. Here we go. Let's Challenge, go. Challenging morning. 
Now, you've, you've been super busy, I understand, traveling far and wide promoting your latest book, The Message of You. Is that correct? Yeah. The Message of You has been a huge hit, especially for people who are uh, younger people looking for jobs. Um, because the new way of defining ourselves is not via our credentials because your credentials isn't what makes you original because when you go into the job market you're going to be competing with a lot of people who have the same exact credentials i have a ba from blah blah this insert this expensive college that my parents paid for i have a you know masters from this i've done here's my community service blah 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 and what really will set you apart when you enter into the job market is that you understand what the message of your life is and what you really are committed to. And very often, uh, people who speak from that point of view of, of truly, authentically, what, what they are committed to, what their passion is, as long as it's not porn, um, then they really get noticed and get jobs. And I've, you know, seen this work time and time and time again. What it is, is first of all, you know, discovering what you, the message of you, you is based on what went wrong in your life. Usually in early childhood or in childhood, sometimes something went terribly wrong, some kind of mess that you, you had, that you were in. And Back in your childhood, when you were in that mess, you made a commitment that um, you didn't want to feel so powerless anymore. It's like, for instance, my big mess was that I, well, I was from such a dysfunctional household and I had a terrible speech impediment. And it was so bad I couldn't even say that word impediment. You know, I wish they called it, you have a speech, uh, then I could, <laughs> could have said, but, but, uh, so, so there I was um, with, with this disability um, and, and actually I learned magic tricks and became a magician and through that people were watching what I did with my hands, not how I was speaking and also the tricks came with patter. And so I would memorize that and then I could stand up in front of people and I, you know, I forgot about that, that time in my life because it was so painful but really formed who I was, who I am today in my message, because I'm a speaker. I get paid to speak. And another mess in my life was when I was a magician, my tricks didn't show up and I had to go on and just found the power in my voice. And that was my struggle my whole life. And now I actually speak and teach others how to speak. So my message is really a passionate one because it's based on something, not that I just go, oh, I'm passionate about this and that, and I'm going to put this in my Facebook pro proposal. But really, it takes some digging um, to find what is your message because it's, you, as I say in my book, The Message of You, you can't spell message without the first four letters, a mess. And in that mess, in revealing it, is where all your humor comes from as well. So finding humor in, in your own mess, so in a sort of serious situation, now I understand you're now taking that into the corporate world and helping people find humor in the more serious situations there. Now I'd, I'd like to know actually, out of all the places that you've 
travel to? Which place do you think needs to lighten up the most? <laughs> well, I think corporate America has become humor impaired. They have so many rules and regulations that sometimes when I'm speaking, and I'll say a joke, they're like, frightened to laugh like oh my goodness is that inappropriate is hr looking is hr laughing if hr is laughing then i'll laugh <laughs> and it's like because they're they've been so trained to be so appropriate and keep your job and fit into this corporate mold and yet at the same time think outside of the box and be original and and that's tough to do um when you're trying to conform <laughs> and so in 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 the corporate culture, um, I show people, first of all, some techniques that I have learned um, from my 17 years as a headlining stand-up comic, which is how to deal with hecklers. Um, so here, is that what you want to talk about? How to... Yeah, like um, why, why is using humor in a professional context important? Just to Well, here it is. As soon as you... I know as a stand-up comic or even as a speaker, if you come on and you make people uh, laugh, that means you've connected with them. Because through that laughter, that says, oh, I get you. I, I'm with you. And, um, and, and I, we're on the same wavelength. Because humor can, is a double-edged sword. You can use it to really connect or you can absolutely disconnect making people want to stab you. Because I, I know we've all seen a comic who might be um, totally different from our political uh, preferences do a joke. You know, if you're a Democrat and you see some Republican make a, you know, a really horrific Obama joke and you support Obama, you're going to hate that comic. You're not just going to dislike them. You're going to hate mm. them. Or, you know, uh, someone joke uh, who's homophobic. And that offends your 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 eth your ethics, and so as that's why humor is so powerful. Because as well as it can connect you and bond you with someone, um, and and it's the number one people thing people say on Match.com. You know, someone with a sense of humor, and what they're really saying is someone with a sense of humor that I agree with, <laughs> and. So, but it can also be dangerously used. So, um, so the first thing I, I teach, and this is very valuable information, whether you're going in for an interview, whether you're in sales and you want to connect with your clients, um, the number one thing is you have to know who your audience is because when you know who you're dealing with, you can find that bridge to connect to them if you really don't understand who they are um, and what their message is, then you're not going to be able to connect with them. For instance, um, I just this is not about humor, but just like when I was hiring somebody, because um, I know your audience is young and entering the job market, so I think this is a good focus. Um, I got for a job that was not paying a lot of money, but I got, uh, you know, hundreds, hundreds of uh, letters, emails um, to apply for the job, my job, the job that I was offering. And how do I sort through 200 applications? 
what do I do? Well, the first step I did was eliminate every single person who said, dear sir or madam. <laughs> right? And then the next word is, I'm going to go the extra distance for you. Well, you didn't go the extra difference to know that Judy Carter is not a man, <laughs> right? So right then and there, they're saying a lot about themselves. I don't go the extra distance. So, um, or to whom it may concern when it was very obvious I had in the email who I was. So that eliminated, I would say, 65%. That's a question. Did, did yeah. you receive any video resumes? No. No, I didn't. What would have been your reaction to a video resume? Well, I was more interested. I wouldn't have gotten to the video resume of anybody who said to who it may concern. But I would be interested definitely in a video resume for the remaining people, but I would only, here's the, here's the thing. If it's a video resume that was done, that was done for everyone, I would, I would reject them because the next criteria is what do they know about me or do they just talk about themselves? So it seems like in a job interview, you should just talk about yourself and that is totally wrong. In a job interview, you should talk about the person hiring. You're going to be working for them and you want to know the person. Uh, we all love ourselves more than we love anybody else. And so when you are interested in them, they will be interested in you. So if it was a video resume that said like, hi, I do this and I do this and I'm this and I'm this and I'm like, ah, boring. But if it said, hey, Judy, I looked you up on the internet. Wow, comedy. I have to say, uh, I, I'm not that funny, but I'm a big fan of comedy and I support it. And I, and I see that you have a lot of videos. Well, I do video editing and I do this. And I also see on the internet that you have a lot of web copy that you write. Well, I'm, I've done web copy. I write it that I got my BA from this, then I got a degree from here. Matter of fact, I started my own company. So, um, and I see that as an entrepreneur, you probably need someone with not just one skill, but many skills. And here are the skills I have that I think would work within your corporation or your, your company, whatever, <laughs> your home office. <laughs> Right. And so um, that's a person I would hire. And the truth is, um, I, I speak at a lot of companies and every single submission I create an original. So I look them up on the Internet. I see what it's all about. And then I continue once I even get the job. I say, can I talk to three people in your company? Because I want to make sure that I'm going to connect with their audience. So what I do is. And this is what I learned as a stand-up comic, because stand-up com comedy is not just getting up there and telling jokes. It's a serious business to be successful at it. Like Chris Rock, who I've worked with, you know, like Chris was just a middler, and he took time off from the road to really focus, like, how can I become a star at stand-up comedy? And that meant finding his audience, knowing his audience, what are they into, and then hitting those same topics using um, um, comedy. Um, and then how do I make my jokes the best jokes in the world? Well, what he did was he spent an entire year watching old videos of the old greats like, um, let's see, uh, Jack Benny, 
um, you know, um, all these names are scheme, but Richard Pryor, certainly. And he would study how they set up a joke, how they did it. And he worked it. He worked it. It worked it. And here's the thing. When you do your homework, in this case, and whether you're a comic or whether you had a job interview, when you've done your homework, then it makes it look effortless. So out of 200 people, there were only two people who did their homework. Shocking wow. as it might seem. And only one of, and one of them got hired. And if he didn't do it, the other one would have been just fine because they knew who about me. They're going to be working for me. Uh, do I want someone working for me who just, just cares about themselves? No. I want someone who totally is into me and, and, and knows, you know, what they can give me and, and, and to tell me that this is in line with my life goals because, you know, because I am about, about creating happiness in the world. This is my message. You know, mm. I grew up in a, in a home and I became the person that tried to make everybody happy. Right. And so I am in line with your message that you are giving to the world. Now, that is truly the way to, to have a, um, a connection, make a, a connection. successful career. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't believe only yeah. two out of two hundred people. You know, I hear people say, "Oh, you know, it's so hard to get a job because whenever you apply for a job, there's always hundreds of applicants." But if if situations are similar to like what you experienced, where only a handful of people will really put in the effort to do their homework, it's 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 not like it's not easy. You have to put in the work, but it's it's simple to do. It's just a simple thing. So I'm so glad you shared that with us because it's something that anyone yeah. can do, really. Yeah, and I learned this during stand-up. Like I would do. I remember I had a, a two uh, two nights in a row at some place, and I did one night and killed, just killed. And then the next night I bombed with the same exact material. And the reason I bombed was. The first night were people my age, like they were in their late 30s um, back then. And then the next night was um, college kids. And I was doing like, oh, I'm worried about my biological clock. Well, they don't give, you know, they don't give an F about my biological clock. They, you know, they, they're concerned about cafeteria food, drugs, sex, Tinder. You know, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And, and Tinder, you know, and so my material, which killed the night before, was totally out of sync with them. And therefore, there was a disconnect. So when you work, when you have a job, you want to have a connection with your coworkers and with, with, your, with all the audiences of your life, whether it's an audience of one, of the guy who's going to hire you sitting across the desk for you, or standing on stage to stand up comic. You have to find that audience that you fit into and you have to um, find them and work them, you know, um, understand them. So it's not about you. It's about them. I want to talk about job interviews, Judy. I know a lot of people find job interviews extremely stressful. I actually get on Twitter and I search for job interviews and I find all these tweets from people going, oh my God, job interview coming up, oh, I can't sleep, oh, I'm going to be sick, oh, I'm so nervous. And 
I just wanted to ask you, can someone use humour to actually decrease their stress in this situation? Well, what I do before I go on stage, um, and this really helps me, is um, I say to myself, again, I remind myself when I, what, what is my message? And, and that is that I am the possibility of playfulness, spontaneity, and freedom. And I say that to myself. Then I have some bad habits that I do on stage. Like I laugh at my own jokes when I'm nervous <laughs> and I have a disgusting laugh. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, and, and I've seen video of me doing this and it's like when I'm really, really nervous and I'll just laugh at my own jokes because I'm so worried the audience won't. And it's like, oh, I look like such a friggin' idiot. So, so I do all those habits before I go into something. So I'll go like, <laughs> oh God, you idiot. And so I'll, I'll heckle myself all right. <laughs> and criticize myself before the, uh, uh, the performance rather than after the performance, right? Where I go, why did I do that? So I get rid of that before I go on stage. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, job interview is going on stage. Yeah. You know, and you're going to nail it or you're going to die. So that's how it goes. People judge you yes or no within the first 17 seconds. How you walk in the room. 17. All right. 17 seconds. 17 seconds, they go, a oh, possibility. I want to learn more. Or, oh, God, no. <laughs> and, kind of like that when you go, so, when, you, when you're on a date, right? Like you see them for the first time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, this isn't going to work <laughs> out. Uh, uh, no, not, not the father of my children. No way. Um, so what you want to do in, in this situation is the first, is first of all, walk in with some confidence. But here's the big tip. Um, I did this when I was my last TV show that I did. When my book came out, I was on national TV on the Marie Osmond show. And uh, she was interviewing me. And what I did, um, this technique had her within 30 seconds sitting on my lap going, I just love you. Okay? This is such a powerful technique. You mirror the person's physicality um, and their mood. So let's just say you're going like, you're, you're so pumped up. This is a big job interview. You're all pumped up and, and you go, I'm going to enter in. I'm going to tell a joke. I'm going to do this. And you, and you get everything all planned, right? And you come in with uber high energy. Hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I've heard so much about, you know, and the guy that you're interviewing or the lady you're interviewing is really low key. Like, yeah, can you sit there? And I mean, uh, you're going to be so out of sync with that person right away. So the important thing is to read the other person and adjust to their energy level. Okay. So if they put out a firm handshake, you put that out. If they put out something wimpy, um, just, just match them. Don't overpower them. You know, uh, match them where they are. And then mirror, if they cross their legs, you cross their legs. If, uh, if they're leaning back in their chair, you lean back in your chair. And psychologically, they, it puts in their head that you are connecting, that you belong here. You're matching their physical movements. This will also help, you know, the, um, um, your people take away the stress 
of that job interview. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? Well, this is something you can focus on, them. That takes the uh, emphasis off yourself. Okay. And then as far as humor, I, on a job interview, um, the only humor you can do on a job interview is, 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 is joke about yourself. Joke about yourself. Uh, if, you know, like, the, the sometimes, I don't know, they still ask this question, what are your weaknesses? I believe You know, they what do. do you need work I on? I believe they do, yeah. That's a place to really joke about yourself. You could, know? could you say, like, um, say like, my weakness is peanut butter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or will they just be like... <laughs> no, no, I would say then this person is frivolous and not really answering questions or taking things seriously. Because you have to really joke carefully. You have to really answer. The, see, people don't think, like, comedy, comics are very serious people. And what we do is we are absolute, what creates a laugh is absolute honesty and authenticity. So if someone, if I say, what are your weaknesses? And I'm a very busy woman and I'm trying to, you know, sort out who I'm going to hire or not. And if I ask a question, somebody jerks me around with a joke, I would not see that person again. But if someone really says, well, my, if like, for instance, I would go, well, my weaknesses, you know, I have to say are in speaking sometimes because I had a, a speech impediment. I don't know, stuttering. Why do they put all those T's in it? Isn't that mean? <laughs> You know, list does it really need the SP in it? I mean, really. And and I've worked really hard to overcome that. But my one weakness is that I really still have fear when I get up in front of people to speak. And what I'm doing about that is I'm joined Toastmasters. I'm working on it. I've you know, and that's something that that. I believe is holding me back that I want to change. Now I would like get a laugh out of that, you know, um, as well. Um, okay. So you have like an actual real weakness, like a real answer, and then you can poke a little bit of fun at yourself within that answer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would never, you know, I would, I would poke fun at um, yourself because of your, any kind of defects you have. Like, you know, um, if you're really tall, maybe a, a joke about, you know, the stupid things people say to you about being so tall or, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> like they'll go, or if you drop coffee on yourself before you went, you know, make a joke about the spot, you know, on mm. your jacket and, you know, make, make a joke about that's one way to use humor to diffuse any kind of fear you have that you feel will keep you back from getting the job. Another technique that we use to, to create humor is to actually voice their objections to you. To actually, and that always gets a laugh. Like, for instance, I had, um, I speak um, at major events for you know, Fortune 500 companies. And I was very concerned because, you know, I really don't have any qualifications to do this. I'm a former stand-up comic. I write books. Um, and, you know, I've, I've never really had a job. And here I am giving advice to people who have jobs. And 
so I decided to say that on stage, and it got a. Not only did it get a huge laugh, but that concern evaporated when you laugh at it. So it sounded like this. It was like. I know what you're thinking. Why are we listening to a former stand-up comic? Why couldn't they hire someone who really knows what they're talking about, like a consultant? And they all would laugh because that was what they're thinking. And I nailed it. And and that's the best way to get a laugh is, number one, is to voice the person's concerns. So if you hit those concerns you know, on the head, you'll get a laugh from them. And... Um, and especially if you insert what you know about them. I know you might be thinking, because I know you went to Harvard, you know, and graduated. <laughs> you know, why, why should you hire someone from a city college? Well, and they'll laugh, you know, and then you get that, that concern out in the open. Yeah. So, so that's such a great way to use humor. If you think you should use jokes, you're wrong. Never joke. Okay. So joking, joking, joking is different to humor. Okay. Very important. Yeah. It's so important. Matter of fact, even if you're doing stand-up comedy, you don't do jokes. You, you're talking about topics, the truth about yourself. And what I wrote, um, in my book, the comedy Bible, which really became the Bible for everybody, anyone now who's had a successful career in stand-up comedy has used that book. Um, and even though it's 10 years old, the fundaments in that still apply, is that comedy is truly turning your problems into punchlines, but they're not made up problems. They truly are your problems. So yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's how to do it. And then finally, the last thing is, is handling hecklers. As a stand-up comic, we get people shouting, you suck. You think you're funny. You're not funny. And, um, and and I've learned about hand. We have everybody is hecklers at work. You, this report sucks. You know, this, <laughs> Do you know it what again. you just said sucks. <laughs> yeah, and and the the technique that we stand up comics use is to repeat what the person says and question them. So rather, and and then along the way you'll have a snappy retort. But we don't come up with a snappy retort right away. We go, oh, you think I'm, I suck. So let me ask you, where did you go to school, sir? You know, <laughs> and if, you know, and then you start, and then you'll watch this person dig themselves into a hole. And, and if you become non-reactive and just validate what they said, doesn't mean you agree with it. Oh, like I do this with relatives. They go, oh, so you think I've gained some weight. Oh my God, you're right. I have, you know, all that late night eating has finally paid off. I cured my anorexia. Thank <laughs> you so much. For so essentially when someone heckles you, you have a, most people will be, be defensive and hateful, but as a comic, we have a contrary point of view where rather than getting angry, you get thankful and that creates laughter. If you, um, repeat what they said and inquire about it without any kind of defensiveness. It's quite a unique approach. And you're going to find that it, the person that you're going to make laugh is you. Right. right? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It. Well, Judy, we're, I'm, I'm aware of the time and we're, we're coming to the end of our interview now, but if people want to check out your books and find you online, where can they find you? 
My name, judycarter.com, J-U-D-Y-C-A-R-T-E-R. And that is where I'm at. And we have um, so much free stuff there and downloads, uh, MP3 downloads and a lot of stuff there. So help yourself. Awesome. How cool is Judy Carter? To find links to her book and all the other stuff that we talked about, check out the show notes at designdrawspeak slash 037. Now your challenge this week is to practice mirroring and matching someone's body language and energy levels. So say you're talking to someone at a party or meeting, even just meeting a friend for coffee. Like Judy mentioned, be aware of how they're sitting. Are they leaning back or are they leaning forward? Are they crossing their arms? Do they have a really high energy or a low energy? So what you have to do is just be aware of how they are and then just casually match yourself to them. Don't worry, they won't notice unless you make it really obvious. And, and then after a little while, see if you can alter your body language and then see if they change theirs to match yours. And that really shows that you've built a good rapport with them. Now, you don't need to think too hard about this. Just, just, just be aware. So give that a go this week and see if it results in people sitting on your lap and going, I just love you. You never know. So that wraps up episode 37. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me this week. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to grab your copy of 10 Steps to Networking Like a Pro at designdrawspeak.com. It's free, but only for a limited time. I'd say until the end of August. In the meantime, thanks for being awesome and I will see you next week for another episode. My name's Christina Kanjas. And this has been Presentation Skills for Design Students, helping you become a confident, creative communicator.